Good morning. This is Dina Marie at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House with an Advent Retreat Moment on Mater Day Radio. During the Advent season, we prepare for Christ's coming. On Christmas, we celebrate the coming of the Lord at his nativity, and we prepare for the final coming of Christ, as he promised at the end of time. In fact, if we remain watchful and alert, we can witness the coming of Christ into our lives every day. Each year at the beginning of Advent, the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows host their annual Advent Day Retreat. This year's retreat falls on Wednesday, December 6th, with Retreat Master Father Christopher Burnaby of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland. Father Burnaby's Advent Retreat theme is, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, How Christ's Light Leaps Forth into Our Darkness. And with me today to talk about this Advent Retreat is Father Burnaby. Father, thank you for joining us today, and thanks for coming back on Catholic Radio. Thank you for having me, Dina Marie. I'm really looking forward to it, as well as to our retreat this upcoming uh, Advent season. It is an exciting time as we transition into this beautiful season. And I want to ask you before we talk about the actual retreat, a little bit about how God has nudged you, because each of us get nudges from God. We get this invitation to follow him, to follow, as the Lord says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Give us a sense of your background of just how God has touched you throughout your life and led you into the vocation of the priesthood. Well, I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Santa Fe, so that's obviously not out here in the Archdiocese of Portland, but God worked at me from a very young age. He called me. In fact, uh, we could get into it at some point, but from my very baptism, um, that's what, uh, and one of the beautiful things that God spoke to me early on in my priesthood was the baptism of the Lord, uh, my first year as a priest in a parish, and that baptism really is the basis of everything where God calls and where he says, you are my beloved son. He doesn't just say that to our blessed Lord Jesus. He says it to each of us. And at that moment, I do believe he speaks a word of your vocation to you. And even if you can't perceive it with your own ears, because you're not able to, your guardian angel leads you in that direction. I see that all throughout my life uh, since my various earliest days, uh, coming to know the faith through my Protestant grandparents who were Pentecostal missionaries in Guatemala, and then leading me through a right relationship with God, my time as at a, a Christian Bible school, and even through the terrible times where CCD wasn't really something that was doing so well within the church, yet God had a hand on me and steadily drew me to himself until finally, like we spoke about on the radio uh, not too long ago, that it was through Catholic radio that uh, he helped me to see the truth that exists within the Catholic faith when I was in college, looking just for something to uh, set my feet down upon that was solid. From there, God took it all. You go from knowing the faith, then you got to live the faith, sacraments, and all of a sudden you can hear God speak in the silence of your heart in adoration. And how could you say no when Jesus is offering you that one thing for which he made you, the thing for which your heart is ever restless, as St. Augustine always, uh, always reminds us until at last we can find rest in him. I'm still looking for that rest because I haven't arrived at it yet. Right. Eventually, God willing, I'll get there. That's what these uh, liturgical seasons are all about teaching us. 
Right. Father Christopher Burnaby is with us. He's serving right now at St. Stephen Catholic Church in the Portland area. And if you recognize his voice, we had him with us along with Father Eric Anderson during our fall share And so we were able to hear a little bit, Father, about your connection, listening and listening to some of those apologetics to hear the Catholic faith from the from the Catholic perspective shared you mentioned college years. So tell us how you decided to enter into the church. Was this through a formal RCIA or now it's called OCIA process uh, at Easter Vigil? Some of those steps that led you into full communion with the church. So it's, it's interesting. A lot of people uh, do assume that I've been a, that I've been a convert because of the way I speak or the way I teach and the excitement that usually is followed with being a convert. But I was baptized at Our Lady of Fatima Church in Albuquerque, New Mexico in 1985, uh, April 21st, Feast of St. Anselm. And as a a Catholic at that time, it's just that we weren't raised very Catholic. We were raised very Catholic and uh, God bless my parents. They were doing the best they could. Um, And uh, all those who were were striving to lead me into a relationship with Christ. But uh, just really what it was that led me into it in in the college years was the fact that you know, I didn't know until I went to a Steubenville conference when I was 17 years old, right before I entered my senior year, that Jesus was actually, that the church taught that Jesus was in the Eucharist, like really, until I experienced the power of our Lord in adoration there. I didn't know what that thing was with the shiny metal right there, but I knew that God was there because I knew what God felt like. And then again, in, uh, in, I didn't go to my third confession until I was 21 years old when I was asking a priest, Father, my life has fallen apart. <laughs> I need help because I'm going to make a bad decision. And if I choose wrong on this, everything's going to go terrible. My whole life, all I've ever wanted to do is whatever it is that God wants. And priest said, don't do that stupid thing. And I think we need to go to confession. So I'd never gone to confession really before in my life. And he didn't ask much of me because he was just a good, uh, a good priest. And what I come to find when I entered the seminary many years later is that it was that moment at confession that so transformed everything in my life that I could finally say yes to Jesus. Uh, confession changes everything. It's like, it's the gateway sacrament, uh, gateway to all the other sacrament, gateway to all the graces, gateway to the life of grace. And uh, that allowed me to finally receive the fruits of confirmation, which I was were locked to me for so long because I just didn't know. Mm. Well, we want to experience those fruits of our confirmation, the fruits of our baptism. And as we enter into the Advent season, it is an invitation to really rest into the arms of our Blessed Mother and really gaze upon the gift of Christ in our life. Father Burnaby is with us, and he's going to be leading us on an Advent retreat on the Feast of St. Nicholas. So put that on your calendar is for December 6th. Put that on your calendar, December 6th full day retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House in Beaverton. And Father, so I love this in this early this time of your life where you're asking those questions, the Lord brings you closer and closer. That final step of entering into the seminary and you've been able to be at Mount Angel, you've been able to study in Rome uh, at the Pontifical North American College. What was that final moment for you to say, I'm going to go to the seminary. I'm going to give this a shot and see if the Lord is really calling me to the priesthood. Well, Dina Marie, I think that your uh, listeners will really be interested to know that when uh, I said yes to the Lord, it wasn't just all of a sudden a miraculous moment, although there were God did speak in that. It was it was a process of many things of finally living out the faith, going to mass every uh, every day, being introduced to the liturgy hours by a good priest who was a former vocation director. 
And finally, just through God forcing me, uh, not because I wanted to, to go to a discernment retreat. I told the bishop many times before, I know God has called me to the seminary at some point. But he also spoke to me and said, I got to be the youth minister of this particular parish for three years to set up a program. And I know that was the voice of God. It wasn't my voice. And so I got to do what God said in three years, boss. And because I was forced in that position by a word that was the only argument that could get me to that retreat, I heard God's voice. Praying the rosary inspired by the example of St. Padre Pio literally constantly throughout it was the background of everything I was listening to in the talks. And all of a sudden, on that, uh, on that day, the interview with the bishop, he says all those arguments, Christopher, God's calling you, listen to his voice, the door is open, step on through, God wants you to be his priest. All these things I had heard him say over and over again as I think to roll my eyes, three years, boss, I said three years. And then what happened was nothing short of the miraculous, that all of a sudden the world became fuzzy. And maybe you've had a situation like that where the world just becomes fuzzy. You can't see anything else, can't hear anything else. And then a word speaks. When God speaks, he doesn't usually speak unless you're some great saint in great paragraphs. It's usually not in complete sentences. And all I heard was these words, delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And all of a sudden, the world was less fuzzy, and I saw the bishop standing there before me, and I said, oh, no, I got to give up. I can't be the youth minister anymore. I've only been this for a couple months, and I knew God called me here, but now he's saying, I prepared you for this your whole life. It's what I put the desire in your heart to do nothing else, and now you set it up, give it back to me, because I've got something else. And so I had to go home that day without telling the bishop, tell my pastor that he's calling me some other place. And that journey changed everything. That changed everything about who I am. And there was never a question after coming here to the seminary in uh, 2007, the first week, I already knew that there was discernment on my part was done. I just need to let the church do her discernment and let God take care of everything. Uh, as my bishop used to say, Christopher, if you just give yourself to Jesus the best you can, he'll take care of you. And so it's been. Jesus, I surrender this to you. You take care of everything. It's that surrender novena. I love to hear that. And again, once we let it all go, then God says, okay, now you've given me permission to work. We're talking with Father Christopher Burnaby. He will be our retreat master for a beautiful Advent day retreat on Wednesday as we enter into this season. And as he's talking about preparing our hearts, the season of Advent truly is this time of preparation to really see our hearts open and ready to receive the gift of God. Father, I'm going to talk about the retreat specifically, some of your theme and what we're going to unpack during that day and why going on retreat is so important. But we are coming up on a break. So please stay with me and we'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with Father Christopher Burnaby as we're talking about an upcoming Advent retreat hosted by the sisters at Our Lady of Peace Retreat every year during the Advent season and also during the Lenten season, Ash Wednesday. They have their traditional day retreat, which usually begins at nine o'clock in the morning, goes about to two thirty. There's a lunch there. We have day. We have mass. We have an opportunity for some conferences, time for confession, which Father Burnaby has talked about how important confession 
connection is in our daily lives, and then just fellowship, coming together, focused on the Lord working in our lives. And Father Burnaby, I just want to just talk about this Advent season. And for you as a priest, as you're leading a community of people at a parish, but also on your own journey to deepen in your vocation, how is the Advent season an important part of reconnecting with the Lord, reconnecting with your vocation, but also with our community? That's a great question, Dina Marie. A lot of people have this on their mind. Like, what is what is Advent? Why why is it an important thing? You know, shouldn't we just be uh, shouldn't we just be living out the Christmas season at every moment? But the reality is that if we're going to engage in a feast and something that's great within our lives, we can't just go from feast to feast. There has to be a break in between a pr- preparation, and that's a sense that's been lost within the church. And I can't say that I've lived that out terribly well my entire life, and so I can't stand in judgment on anybody else. I'm growing in that as well, deepening and deepening at each and every pass. And that's, isn't that the great thing, Dina, about our liturgical life is that we pass through it time and time and time again, because we're human beings. We're not angels. We don't immediately intuit everything that's going on. We have to pass through it again and again. Isn't it great? We should, every time we come to mass, as the saints say, one mass, one communion, that should be enough. Inside communion, as I heard a priest uh, preach just recently, one communion should be enough to make you a saint. And indeed it is. Do you make use of that? The reality is we don't. God's patient with us. And so here in the Advent season, we get an opportunity to really consider, to think about what does it mean that Christ steps into our lives, that Christ steps into the world, that Christ, who is God, truly made man. That he, as greater than all great things, greater than the entirety of the universe, seeks to, as in the words of Saint, Pope St. Saint John Paul II, makes himself very small, so small enough, microscopic that is, that so close to us that we can see him with our own eyes, weak and tiny microscopic beings in comparison to him that we are, such as his great love for us. So in the Advent season, being able to uh, ponder where Christ comes, as St. Bernard writes in his great, uh, great uh, work that we always go through during the season of Lent, and usually, or Little Lent, which is Advent, that we almost always have as a meditation, usually for your first Sunday of Advent, your priest will talk something about this usually, about the three comings of Christ, where first he came among men at earth, which is what we do at the end, which is the culmination of Christmas season, and then and Christmas Day, and then on that um, third or middle coming where he comes to us in our daily lives. Christ doesn't wish to just come to us once then. He wants to be with us here now. That's why we call him Emmanuel, which didn't end when he ascended to heaven. And then we have that coming at our rest and consolation, which is the third coming at the end of time, that Christ will come, Christ to where he will make his kingdom fully felt upon all creatures, whereas uh, it speaks in that great uh, great chiastic poem in Paul in um, Philippians that every knee will bend and under heaven and un, under earth and all those things and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Yeah. Yeah. In father Burnaby, you said we're preparing for the feast. The feast is the birth of Christ, the nativity. This is the big feast, December 25th in the church. But we have these four Sundays. We have these four weeks before. 
How does a retreat, how do times like that, an extended period of prayer, a conference, confession, how does that fit into our preparation process for Advent to prepare for that feast? Well, think about that in the way of our Lord. Every time our Lord does things, you, you see him, and if you're not reading the Gospels carefully, you think, oh, he just goes to this place and does things, goes to this place and does things, goes to this place, says stuff. And it seems like that if you only read Mark's gospel. But when you read all the other gospels, you find that there's so many times where our Lord is really doing the opposite. He's running away from people. He's going up a mountain. I just went to the Holy Land right before this terrible thing that uh, is going on right now happened. And you know, there's a cave right there on the Sea of Galilee that's called the Jesus Cave. And that's where they tell us that Jesus would go up each and every time where he could look over the Sea of Galilee with its huge waves and quick storms and everything, where he could see what was really going on with his disciples as they were fighting the storm all day, all night long. And he would pray. He would go up to the mountain and pray. And that's what our Lord wishes to do with us, wishes to pull us away from all the storms, the difficulties, the hardships that go on in our lives, the, the things that are going on with our kids or our grandkids and the difficulties of the world to put away your cell phone, to put away social media for a little bit and just to clear your soul so that you can commune with the only person who knows actually what's going on, the only person who can give you strength. And so our Lord says, come away with me to a place of rest. Come away with me and retreat. There's plenty of time for battle, but if you don't do a strategic retreat, you become exhausted. You'll totally um, lose everything if you, in, within a battle, and even the slightest little attack will overwhelm you if you don't come away and draw strength from Christ. And that's what our Advent retreat is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what, uh, in conversation with Carolyn, we've decided upon our theme for this, uh, this upcoming retreat. And I love the theme of Father Burnaby. It Again, it's, it came upon a midnight clear. I love the song. How Christ's light leaps forth into the darkness. So just a little bit about that theme and, and how it really reflects this time of preparation. Mm. And I, I think it was a thing really led by Christ himself that was coming. Because if it was up to me and Father Anderson, well, my, my pastor here, we would have talked about St. Nicholas. And you probably would have got a story of St. Nicholas punching out the Arius, Arius, that heretic right there. And the beautiful story there, because that's what that's what gets us excited. But Carolyn said, another time, <laughs> another time. <laughs> right. We'll talk about that violence. There's so much difficulty in the world. And through a quick conversation, God said, it came upon a midnight clear. I like I like hymns. I like to sing. And when I'm happy, you'll see me walking through, uh, walking through on my way, humming, whistling, and, uh, and, and chanting beautiful tunes. Uh, came upon a midnight clear. And we're going to talk about during this time at how important, how first Jesus did come at midnight. He did come in the night. December 25th is the day of our Christ's birth. So we'll establish that clearly. And then we'll talk about why it was important at midnight. What's so important about midnight. All the early hymns of the church talk about midnight. Remember, there was at midnight, a cry went out, and they said, the bridegroom has come. The bridegroom has come. And this is speaking about Christ, who is the bridegroom of the church. And so we need to understand why it's at midnight, and you'll be interested to know how that works in with Christ, the light, piercing through our darkness, because that's exactly what he wishes to do. 
He was not content contemplating himself in the eternal divine ether that is heaven, where God exists as three divine persons, that perichoreotic dance, just loving himself and enjoying himself, which he could indeed be content with if he were just seeking his own goodness. But he knows goodness is diffusive of itself and has to spread and cannot remain contained. And so seeing that there's something which is not covered completely uh, effusive of itself, if it's something that doesn't have his divine light in it, in its fullness, God's never content with that because he wishes to have all be all in him and to have everything as he sent it forth from himself, his creative mind and an exitus from himself, a departure from himself, an exodus from divine goodness. The purpose is so that all creation might return back to himself. And what should be really encouraging for you and me, no matter where we are in our walk, Dina Marie, is that in the struggles that we have, God always provides a way back. And he leaps forth into our darkness. He's not afraid. Yeah. And neither should we be afraid of his light. Right. It is going to be a great day to get yourself ready for the coming of Christ to prepare your heart. Again, the date is Wednesday, December 6th. I want to encourage you to register. You can register online at the sisters website, which is olpretreat.org, or you can simply call the retreat house. Let us know that you're coming. I think, boy, it is just going to be a beautiful time to come together and make time, make time to just open up your heart for the Lord during this Advent season. If you think you're too busy, you're too busy and you should take some time away with the Lord. Time of adoration will be offered for you, of course, Holy Mass, and then that opportunity for confession before the Feast of Christmas with Father Christopher Burnaby. I'm really excited about this retreat, Father. Thank you for saying yes. And as a new priest joining us here at St. Stephen Catholic Church, we're grateful to have you with us. We're grateful that you're part of our community here in the Archdiocese of Portland. And I can't wait to see you again uh, at the retreat house. So that's going to be a wonderful time to come together. Would you please have us just close this time and again, offering a prayer and a blessing over our listeners today? Thank you, Dina Marie. Let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh God, we are here in your presence. We entrust ourselves to your goodness. We ask for your grace to be upon us now and always prepare us and those retreatants who will come to really seek out your face, to know that even in the midst of our darkness, your light desires to pierce through all so that all can be one with you. We entrust ourselves to you through the beautiful intercession of our mother Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, cause of our joy. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Brindaby, for joining us today. I look forward to having you back on Catholic Radio, and we certainly will see you on the Feast of St. Nicholas at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House. Have a blessed day, Father. You as well, Dina Marie.